Hallelujah. Praise God for all that God's uh, doing in the earth. Uh, and He is doing mighty, mighty, mighty things. Uh, I think I said this last week, but if you are in doubt that He is doing mighty things, you just aren't tapped into the right sources. Hallelujah. So, you you know, one thing you can do is, uh, if you have internet, is go to uh, breakingnews breakingchristiannews.com and subscribe. And one time a day, they'll send you... Things about everything God, well, I'm sure it's not everything. I know it's not everything because it's usually about four articles. But the, some of the main things that God's doing in the earth. And it'll clarify some things for you and show you, um, uh, you know, it'll, it'll, sh uh, things how how God's working in the earth, how God's working in the government, how God's working in foreign countries, uh, and how and and reports. I'm going to hang it on the bulletin board for Sunday, but uh, there was a report on there today from a one, a very uh, famous heart surgeon in Miami, and he they just had. I knew they were going to have this. I don't know how I knew this, but they were having this uh, cardiovascular convention down there this past week, and so he got up. Up and gave his testimony how last May uh, God had him raise a man from the dead that had been dead 45 minutes and they'd pronounced him dead and the nurse was getting him ready to go to the morgue. And the Holy Ghost spoke up inside of him. This man's a spirit-filled Christian and said, raise him from the dead. And he said, okay. <laughs> but he said, you know, and he said, uh, he went over there and he uh, uh, said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, then all of a sudden these words just came up out of me. If this man, God, if this man isn't saved, bring him back to life right now. And he, and on the heart monitor, all of a sudden it started beeping. And he was already black. He was black. They were tagging his toe, you know, to take him to the morgue. And so, hallelujah. And, and then the doctor, of course, led him to the Lord later that day. Hallelujah. And um, praise God, he, they, that cardiovascular convention was uh, quiet as a mouse. I hope all the Tuscaloosa doctors were there. Amen. Amen. Don't y'all? It was quiet as a mouse. Hallelujah. And then uh, other things that, like uh, re I told my prayer group about this. Uh, last week, ABC 3340 reported about the Hindu praying in the Senate. You know, they had a Hindu man come in and give the prayer for the Senate, and you're just going, ooh, yuck. And, you know, and, and you know, of course, they didn't tell us the good news. But the good news came over this breaking Christian news, and it said that nobody showed up. They didn't tell us that on the news, that no senate, the senators didn't show up to hear it. Hardly anybody there. Hallelujah. So you find out some things that, you know, that God is working in the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Big things are happening. Big things are happening. And big things are happening in, in my life. If, they're not, if you don't think big things are happening, you're looking at the wrong things. You're looking at the wrong thing because big things are happening every day. Hallelujah. And even when it doesn't seem like on the outside that big things are happening, big things are happening on the inside of us that make a difference down the road. Amen. Uh, and I said this last week. Uh, I, read, I, think, I don't know if I read this. I've read it several times, but this was Dr. Creflo A. Dollar. And I, th I want to clarify something, but anyway, this little short prophecy. July of this year will initiate a turning point and a change, and those who are in Christ Jesus will be loved, protected, and taken care of. But to those who are practicing wickedness and evil, God will no longer be ignored. 
And there will be events and things that will cause wicked men to reconsider their wicked ways. And we who are dead already will be prepared to walk those through their death and help them see their resurrection. Now he's talking about being dead in Christ. Uh, get ready. Soul winning like you've never seen it before is about to come. It's going to be one of those things where it's dark in Egypt and light in Goshen. Just to make sure, just make sure you're in Goshen. And so that's one, that's, uh, we're talking about that very thing tonight, uh, how to be safe, how to be protected, how to walk in safety, amen? Turn over to Deuteronomy, no, to Psalm chapter 4, uh, no, to Isaiah, <laughs> I'll make up my mind, Isaiah 54, 14. And this is mostly what we focused on last week is uh, this scripture and just uh, just getting this established in our heart. Isaiah 54, 14 says, In righteousness shalt thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, and, uh, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. And so we found out that last week and talked about that, that, that not fearing is not just a suggestion from God. It's not just a promise from God. This is not just a promise. You know, I'm just promising you, you won't fear. No, this is a commandment and you have to choose whether you're going to fear or not because the, the temptation to fear is going to come. That all of us are tempted to fear on a regular basis to some degree or another uh you know whether it just be looking outside and seeing somebody you know at the front door i know it was strange saturday night somebody rang our front doorbell and of course i was sitting there in my gown tail you know what the gown tail is and so i was hollering for pastor to come and answer the door and it's our neighbor across the street and they're of a different nationality than we are you know that you know what I'm saying? And so, no, it wasn't our neighbor. It was somebody coming to visit our neighbor. And he was like, can I borrow your phone? And so we're like, because I lost my cell phone. And we're like, okay. And he's like, I want to, does it have long distance on it? And so then, you know, I got this, not, I didn't mind him borrowing my phone. But when he said long distance, I got the temptation to fear. It's like, oh, he's not making a drug deal or something, you know, on the, uh, you know, on this. or And he called California or somewhere. It's like, oh, dear, you know, the FBI will be tracing our number. And you know how your imagination, you know, your imagination just getting to start running wild, you know. And so, but that, so the temptation to fear, even though it's really silly and it's a little thing, I could feel that I was just, I wasn't comfortable. You know, he's standing on my front porch talking on my phone, you know, <laughs> to somebody in California. But I'm sure it was harmless. We'll find out. If the FBI comes after us, well, you'll know. Listen, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was the neighbor. <laughs> but these people that don't have a phone in their house and use their cell phones, well, folks, there's a reason you need one. Hallelujah. You might lose your cell phone. It might not work, you know, folks. Okay. I'll quit meddling and go on. Psalm 91. I don't know anybody does that, but I've heard of it. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Psalm 91. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 1. Oh, we do it to Isaiah. We read it, though. Isaiah, Psalm 91. 
Beginning there, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. There we go again. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Excuse me. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise God. So this is a very powerful uh, passage of scripture, but this is not just to be a source of comfort to you, although it is very comforting. But a lot of times you hear people, they read this at funerals, uh, just like for a comforting thing. They, but this, this is not just for comfort, not just for something for you to read at night so that you're comforted before you go to bed, although it does work that way. But it's, it's actually instructions. It's actually directions. It actually tells us how, how, to, how to live in a safe place. Now, this is not everything that we need to know. We need the whole Bible. And maybe next week, I don't know if God will lead that way, but I have some things on, uh, on how to live safe and some other things that we can do to be safe. And probably won't get to those tonight. But anyway, uh, this is instructions to us about uh, getting in faith about being in safety and that's the one key thing is to be in faith the Bible says I'm kept by the power of God through faith you are kept by the power of God through faith and if you're not in faith see God a lot of people think God is just up there uh, just kind of protecting some not protecting others just picking and choosing but it's all everything in the Word of God and all the promises work according to the system the kingdom of God is a system calling according to the system of God according to the to the spiritual laws of God and I'm not talking about the law in the sense of the Ten Commandments or the six hundred and something laws that the Jews have to obey I'm talking about the law or system of God the like the law of gravity there's there's the law of faith there's the law of uh, seed time and harvest there's all sorts of kingdom laws that that's that's how what's determined happens to you and what determines what happens to other people and uh, so the first thing that he tells us here is he that dwelleth he that dwelleth and to dwell 
means the same as it means the word abide. If you look it up in Strong's, it, you could just as easily say he that abides in the secret place. They're kind of interchangeable, those two words. Uh, and in the second part of the verse, he actually uses the word of abide, which could be dwell. So, you know, that reminds, first of all, dwelleth, dwelleth means to sit down, to settle, to continue. Uh, a dwelling is a place you live, not a place you visit. And a lot of people just visit God occasionally. You know, some people even just visit Him on Easter and Christmas. But, you know, some people don't visit, you know, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. But I can tell you, you're not going to walk in the protection that you want. And there's degrees of protection. We know that because have you ever stumped your toe? Anybody in here ever stumped their toe? Well, I did, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to even be stumping your toe. I mean, what I'm saying is there's a place you can go where you don't even stump your toe. But I've stumped my toe. I stumped my toe one time coming down the stairs and fell into the garage in Trussville. And, you know, I, and I was kind of upset about that. But when I, instead of falling forward, which I would have hit the Suburban, I don't know why, but I fell sideways. Well, you know, and it hurt, but, you know, nothing was broken. I know pastor looked at me and he it was we were going to church and he was like he actually said he had the thought well we ain't going to church today <laughs> I mean because it was that messy looking you know but you know there wasn't any blood and there wasn't any broken bones and really you know but so so the angels did do something they did do something but for whatever reason and it's not up to God to show us the reason it's up to us to find out the reason but but you know, I was able to stump my, to dash my foot against a stone, so to speak. I, there's a place I could go where that doesn't even happen. And I want to go to that place where I'm not in partial protection, but I'm in full protection. Amen. And that means uh, there's a place you can go, and we'll get to it in a little bit, where, uh, where, where you are, you can't, con contagion can't come near you. And you know, a lot of people think, a lot of Christians are thinking like this. Well, we can have protection like if there's a 9-11 a, a, a and they run into the Twin Towers. We can have protection for that. But you know, you just have to have two coals a year. I mean, I had somebody kin to us recently say, well, you know, I always have three coals every year. Hallelujah. Well, you know, <clears throat> there's a place we can go where we don't have to have that. Hallelujah. And then there was Grand Grand who was believing to have one. You know, because Granny made cough syrup out of whiskey and he was a, and, and rock candy and hid it in the churn and wouldn't go to the liquor store to buy the whiskey. Somebody else had to do it. I don't know who bought that whiskey. Probably my Uncle Sam because uh, he's Episcopalian. They can get by with a lot of stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know who bought the whiskey, but she made it every winter. And, you know, he literally said, I can't wait to have my first cold so I can have a drink of that cough syrup. <laughs> uh, now, he was a good Baptist. He wouldn't dare just take a bottle and drink out of it. But cough syrup was perfectly legal, you know. Hallelujah. We're not, listen, we're just telling the story. We're not advocating this, okay? Hallelujah. So, you know, what are you believing for? I'm not believing for that. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> and as a child, they tried to make me take that a couple of times, and that was nasty stuff. I'm not. Uh. 
Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so in saw he that dwelleth. But that word dwell, does that remind you of anything? Dwell, uh, it means abide. It reminded me of John chapter 15. So if you'll go over to John 15, I just thought about in the New Testament how we're told about abiding and about dwelling. Well, uh, Grand Grand's in heaven. I'm sure the Lord forgave him. So <clears throat> y'all don't worry about that tonight now. Uh, okay, John 15, 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me. See, abideth in me, and I in him. So there's two parts here. About he that abideth in me, God's saying everybody that abides in me, and the, those that, uh, that I abide in. So there's not only do do does he have to abide in us? Here's the point: some people God's abiding in them because they're saved, but they're not abiding in Him. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because they're those kind of Christians that are just not they're 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 not in that dwelling place. They don't dwell and stay close to God. Hallelujah. Although he's always in us and we, and we don't pray things like, oh, now, Lord, stay with me and dwell with me. No, he's always in us. But we live in such a way where uh, we live in such a way where we draw close to him. He doesn't ever leave us, but with our hearts, we constantly are drawing close to him and dwelling with him. So in then it says, uh, he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. I know, you know, folks, we can't do it without God. And verse 6, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So there's a place of the word. We can, he can be abiding in us in the sense of the new birth, but his word not be abiding in us. And we need to get our, His Word abiding in us. And that means that you know it. You may not know every verse, but you ought to be to the place now. The people in this church, because we don't have any really new Christians here, where you, can, you, may, you can't quote the whole thing, but you should be able to cough up enough that if you didn't have your Bible with you, that you could cough up the healing scriptures. You could cough up the salvation scriptures. You know what I'm talking about. Because His Word is abiding in you. And the way you get His Word abiding in you is just to put it in. You've got to put the Word in in order for it to be abiding in there. And when His Word's abiding in you, it changes how you pray. And then when His Word's abiding in you, because it changes how you pray, it changes the selfishness for you from selfish prayers to unselfish prayers. Then you can ask anything you will, will, and it'll be done for you. Why? Because you know His will because His Word's abiding in you, and you don't ask anything that's not His will, and you don't pray old unbelieving prayers, God go with us. That's an old unbelieving prayer. That's a tradition of men. That is unbelief to the max, because why? He said, I will never leave you nor forsake Sake you. We don't need to pray God go with us. Hallelujah. And so you, if you've got the word abiding in you, you'll know that and you don't pray old unbelieving prayers that he can't answer. You don't pray for selfish prayers and therefore anything you ask, you get. Amen. Okay, so this is a place. I'm going to go back to Psalm 91. This is a place that we can come to in God. You don't get a, His Word abiding in you overnight. But you can move as fast as you want to. 
You know, if you read one scripture a week, then you're not going to get it in there very fast. But if you're feeding and feasting on the word of God, then, uh, and, and you know, uh, when I know when we first got filled with the spirit, that's all we did was feast on the word of God. And I know the word got down in us. And we still feed on it, but I tell you, it stayed. It stayed in there. I heard Pastor Webb say that for three years after he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, that he didn't watch TV, he didn't read a book, he didn't do anything but just feed on the Word. Not because God was standing over him with a big stick, but out of desire. Out of desire to know the Word. I mean, I thought this thing came alive to me. And I was like, oh my Word, this is so good. And I never knew it was good before. And had been in church a long time. So uh, dwelling is a place you live, not a place you visit. And then he says that if you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The, uh, <coughs> the shadow of the Almighty. Um, the secret place of protection is not just depending on the new birth. It's not enough just to be born again. And to think you're going to walk protected in the earth. Now, you will go to heaven... If you have an accident, hallelujah. So praise God for that. And praise God, you know, if we mess up, we miss it, we whatever for whatever reason, and we dash our foot against the stone, Paul said to die is gain. It's better. And sometimes people miss it. Like Brother Jesse said, this is a war. In warfare, sometimes you have casualties. A lot of people think that, uh, that Christianity is just a set of moral uh, principles. But Christianity, this is warfare. Being in the kingdom of God is light against darkness, good against evil. And hallelujah, uh, God, Jesus wins. But he wins according to what we know and according to what we understand and what we release our faith for. Amen. And so this secret place, uh, uh, or excuse me, this shadow of the Almighty is not just a new birth experience, but it talk, it's, in, it's talking about the closeness of our walk. If you think about somebody's shadow, for me to get in Eric's shadow, I got to be close to him. I can't be standing way far off and get in his shadow. If, you wanna, if you're going to be protected, you're going to walk in the shadow of Almighty God. You're going to be walking very close. Because His shadow is not a long-distance relationship. Hallelujah. Do y'all see what we're saying here? And y'all getting that? Uh, in Romans 16, 25, it says, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. There's a secret that was kept, there was a, there's a mystery that was kept secret. And then in verse 26, but now is made manifest. It's been made manifest now. It's no longer a mystery. It's no longer a secret. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Now Colossians 1.27, if you turn over there, tells us what the mystery is, the secret that has now been made known. Hallelujah. The, this, is, this is what the secret was. The, uh, the, old, the secret in the old covenant, the old covenant men and women of God, even though the ones that loved God were looking for Messiah, were obeying the law, were living righteously and, uh, and walking close to God and, even the, the, and the prophets were even prophesying of things, but they couldn't figure it out. What, they didn't know this mystery. 
And the mystery was not that Messiah was coming. They knew that. They knew that. But the mystery was the church. The Jews didn't know there was going to be a church. A church. The church. They didn't know about it. It's the mystery. Hallelujah. They knew that the gospel was going, not the gospel, that's not the wrong word. They knew that the, the scriptures were going to be taught to the Gentiles. They knew that. But they didn't know the mystery of the church. And the church has been a mystery. The church is still a mystery to a lot of Christians. And it's a mystery to the world, that's for sure. If it wasn't a mystery, see the devil's blinded the eyes of people. And so that's why we're not wall to wall packing them in tonight because the church is a mystery still to some people but not to us Colossians 1 to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory that's the mystery that's been made known that Christ in you the hope of glory so we have God in us and so in Psalm 91 we have to also interpret it in the light of the new birth hallelujah not only is he in us and we don't ever have to worry about him leaving us no matter where we are on the face of the earth he will not leave us we are never alone he's in us Amen. And you know, a lot of people have this notion, Christians, he's walking beside me. You know the, this poem, how many of you, don't raise your hand, but in your heart raise it. How many of you like that poem, Footprints? I don't like that because it's not, that's not who we are. Him walking by us on the beach and carrying us, that's not who we are. That's not who we are. And this week, somebody, uh, we went to a place that here in town we had to repent for. On Sunday. <laughs> and it wasn't a, a bar and it wasn't the bad donkey. It was, uh, it was Coldstone Creamery. And that place will get you, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I, you'll get into sin there. Well, there was other preachers there. There was another preacher there and a young man. They was handing out CDs and they gave me one. I was friendly to him. I guess they thought, well, she's a friendly person. So... <laughs> Because I was talking to them. He had a concoction going of, uh, I'll tell you about this, French vanilla ice cream. And then he had them put peanut butter and graham cracker crumbs. And then you know how they swirl it all together. Hallelujah. And I was like, how did you come up with that? Anyway, he gave me this tape and CD. And on the front of it, and it was very nice of them to do it. You know, it's a great thing. But they had, it was a very nice CD. It had a picture on the front. And on the picture, I mean, he had every Christian symbol nearly there is on the front. There was a cross. There was a, a world. There was a dove. There was a Bible. And there was, I mean, there was everything. But I thought, yeah, but where's the crown? Where's the crown? Where's the throne? Amen. See, we got to get unhung. Unhung. Because we, we got a crown. And Jesus has the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's sitting on a throne. And the Bible says we've been seated with him in heavenly places. No, he's not carrying us on the beach. And, 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 and uh, hallelujah. Praise God. You know, that's sweet thought, but we can live so much higher than that. And you're going to be a lot more victorious if you realize that Christ is in you and that you are, you, that the very power and victory of God lives inside of you than you are if you feel uh, weak and helpless and I got to have Jesus. 
carry me. And, and I looked and there was just one set of footprints. Now, some of you need to go home and take that down off your walls. I can tell you. Hallelujah. Throw that little thing away. Thank you, Jesus. Because that, that's, that's the equivalent of my little granny had the sign on her refrigerator that said, Serving God don't pay much, but the benefits are out of this world. And I used to say, Granny, get that rid of that. Well, my friend gave it to me. Well, I don't care who gave it to you. Hallelujah. Don't be hung in that. It's because you aren't going to walk in the importance of this is you, if you want to walk in health, you want to walk in protection. You can't walk there in that unbelief. You can't walk there in those traditions of men. No, you've got to walk in a whole different place. Amen. And with his word abiding in you, you're not going to, you, you can die praying them old unbelieving prayers. I've read more things lately where it said, we just, we were begging God to heal them. We were begging. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, help us, help us, help us, help us in the body of Christ. Amen. So you know what I'm saying. Uh, so hallelujah. So abide means to stay permanently. You know, it also means to be obstinate. You've got to be obstinate about who you are in Christ. You've got to be obstinate even about these, these, these traditions. See, we, those things, you may think they're sweet, but they're not really sweet. You know what? If you really think about it, they're devilish. If it's not truth, what is it? It's a lie the enemy has perpetuated to keep the body of Christ low and defeated and down. Amen. So we can't, we got to be obstinate about who we are in Christ, obstinate about our faith. You, you're going to offend your unbelieving kinfolks. I guarantee it. They're going to be offended. Hallelujah. You're going to be misunderstood. You, I guarantee you, if you walk in who you are in Christ, you're going to be persecuted. And the Bible says the world, if you, you know, if the, if the world likes you, something's wrong with your Christian life. Because Jesus said, they, the world hated me and they'll hate you. And if you walk who you are in Christ, you're, you're, they're going to be offended at you. Amen. Do y'all see what? So, so you got to make up your mind. Which way is it going to be? You going to take the high road or the low road? Well, the high road, there's a place of protection. But on the low road, you know, it's kind of just take your chances, I guess. So abide means to be obstinate, to permanently and stubbornly stay under his shadow. And that means fighting, like Pastor said, the good fight of faith to stay fired up. Amen. You can't afford, for protection's sake, to backslide. You can't afford to be, I'm just going through a dry spell spiritually and looking for somebody else to give you a drink of water. Well, you know, give yourself a drink. You know, the Bible says out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Stir yourself up. And you know, a lot of people won't blame the church when they're dry. Well, you know, nothing's happening here at Word of Life, you know. Well, uh, it's happening with me. And it might, it might be happening to you because you need to get in it. Hallelujah. Every time we come, it's a choice. Every time we come, it, it's all about your will. 
It's all about your will. Everything you have to choose, it's an act of your will. God's not going to violate your will. He's not going to pour something on you you don't want. He's not going to give you something you don't ask for. He didn't give you the new birth without you asking him. He didn't give you the baptism of the Holy Spirit without you asking him. Now, you may not have just said those words because you might not have said those words, but you said something like, give me all you've got or something. Hallelujah. You said something that invited him in because he doesn't go past your will. Amen. So you're choosing. And every time we come to church and every time Chris gets up here to lead music, you have to choose. Actually, before you leave the house, you're already choosing. You know that alarm goes off. You choose right then. You're choosing life or death. Sleep is death. You may have thought it was life. Oh, if I could just have some more sleep. I think I could live today. No, the word is life. Hallelujah. You've got to get your sleep on your time, not God's time. Thank you, Jesus. Well, so you have to be close. It's not a distant relationship. <clears throat> Praise God. Verse 2 gives us some very specific instructions. It says, I will say of the Lord. This is so important. This is the key. This is the key, is what you're saying of the Lord. It goes back to that will. It goes back to you, your authority. The God, God gave every man authority. He gave every man a, 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 a will. He gave every man free choice. You choose. And if we don't choose because of ignorance, we still lose. The Bible says my people perish or destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so it may be ignorance that's causing us not to choose, but not in this room. Amen. But it's all about choice and it's all about choosing. It's all about choices. And so you choose to say and whatever you say, if you say, uh, if you say Jesus is your healer, he will be. Amen. And we have to choose that because we're presented with other options. We're presented with lots of other things and a lot of people, you know, uh, don't choose that. When, when the rubber meets the road, they're, oh, they choose it when everything's going fine. But what about when the heat's on? I mean, you've got to choose then too. Hallelujah. And, and a lot of Christians choose. I'm not talking about going to the doctor. I'm talking about choosing to put your faith there. I'm talking about even trusting the doctor that somehow he's going to get you out of this. Instead of putting everything into choosing that Jesus is my healer. And so we, what, what do we say of the Lord? It's important. He said, here I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. So if you want him to be your refuge, you can't just say, God, go with us. God, protect us today. No, you got to say, Lord, you are my refuge. Yes. You got to say, you are my refuge, God. That lets the Lord know and gives him an inroad into your life. Because God does not violate uh, spiritual authority in the earth. He's legal and Satan's legal. And if you don't say it, the, the devil says, he didn't say it. Hallelujah. And you know, for years we didn't know to say it. And so now I say, the Lord is, Lord, you are my refuge. On a regular basis, I say, I remind, I'm not trying to get saved again. I know I'm saved, but I remind heaven and I remind hell. God is my father. Jesus, you are my savior. I say it. You are, I want the devil to know where my allegiance is. 
I want him to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I hadn't changed my mind, that I hadn't backed up an inch, that God is my Father, Jesus is my Lord, the Holy Spirit is my indweller, he's my, he's my teacher, he's my guide, and I, and I tell the Holy Spirit and the Lord uh, and Jesus and the, and the Father that I love them. I talk to all three of them. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name, but we can talk to the Holy Spirit. We can talk to Jesus, but we just, when we pray, and request, we go in the Father in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, so uh, he gives us instructions here about releasing. I will say, uh, we got to give God entrance into our life. We have to open the door for God with what we say. And you know, sometimes we will, if we're not careful, we don't guard our mouth, we open the door for the devil with what we say. It's all about words. Amen? You got. You can open the door for the devil with your words. Think about that man at Ramah, that uh, that young man, that everybody, Brother Hagen, and all that. I mean, at prayer and healing school, they would have at prayer school especially. They would have extended times of prayer for this young man, and he died at Ramah. And Brother Hagen talked to the Lord about it, and and brother, I mean, and and uh, the Lord said, spiritual laws have been set into motion that cannot be reversed at this time. How were the spiritual laws set into motion with his mouth and it didn't matter what brother Hagen did or what the student body did there at Ramah it didn't matter how much healing anointing is transmitted when you have set spiritual law into motion with your mouth by what you say there's only one person that can reverse it and you can get so over there so far sick that you can't reverse it anymore I mean because you're not all there you're not you're doped up you're you know what Hallelujah. And so, and you know, even then, even to reverse it then, you'd have to see it. You'd have to get a revelation of it and see it and say, and find, and, and, and God would have to show you. That's why when you get sick, start asking questions and find out where you put the, where you open the door. Especially if you've been believing to walk in this secret place of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Uh, God and the devil are legally bound to our authority. And Mark eleven twenty three says, You shall have whatsoever you saith. So don't change your confession. If your confession, health and life, I don't care what anybody else says over you, do not change your confession. Hallelujah. So we need to say, God, you're my refuge. God, you're my fortress. You are my God. In you I put my trust. Hallelujah. You need to declare that and say it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, turn to Proverbs 3, verse 5. Declare it and say it. And we got to, sometimes we need to review these things because we've let things slip. Plus, every time we teach on Psalm 91, we learn something new. Because I know you and I know me, and we're not walking in all the fullness of it completely, all of us. Although we're doing good, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about where I'm walking. I'm thankful, but I know, hallelujah, that there's another place to walk where symptoms can't even come near you, and hallelujah. Okay, uh, Proverbs 3, verse uh, 5, I think. Yes, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You know, that there it goes back to your will and a decision. You decide to trust Him with all your heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. The minute you get in your mind, you're defeated. The minute you start reasoning things out and figuring things out and thinking things out, hallelujah, Don't you can't think about it. 
You can't think it through. You can't, you have to believe it through. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Why does God want us to acknowledge Him? Because He's an egomaniac and He just wants to know that we're all little devoted soldiers down here. No, it's to our advantage to acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That goes back to what we've been saying for several weeks now about consulting Him about everything. Every time I miss it, it's when I didn't consult Him. I've noticed that. Even on the littlest things, like I'll plan a church fellowship, just think, yeah, that'd be good. And when I didn't ask Him first, I didn't, you know, we may get it done, but it's like, well, boy, that didn't have, have you ever been to something like that wasn't anointing? Yeah. Now we, you know, whoo, that wasn't anointing. Hallelujah. And I always, the bad part is I always know before I get there. And I'm always just like, you know, it's like sludging through sludge to just get it done and get there and all that. Because everything, consult Him in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He shall direct thy paths. And then you'll have good success at everything you do. And you won't have trouble making your car payment and your house payment because you acknowledged Him and you, you sought Him first. And, you, did, and you, you know you were at the place. You finally matured to the place where you said, not my will, but your will be done on this, God. I don't have to have this car. I don't have, you know, if you're a baby Christian and it's like, well, I want it, 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 I want it. And then you go, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. <laughs> you know, it's not six months till you hate it. And, uh, and then you've got to believe God and it takes three years. Because, you know, I've noticed, uh, I mean, that when you do those things on your own and then you want out of it, it you believe God and believe God and believe God and believe God. And then you finally get out of it. But it's not just like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Okay. No, no, that's not how it works. Praise God. So here, uh, be not wise in thine own eyes. So many people are so full of themselves and full of pride. And it's prideful just to go out and make decisions on your own. It's prideful to decide what you to decide what you're going to do with your day. Where you're going to go. You need to consult him. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. I guarantee you if we're consulting him, we won't be getting no bad food. He knows everywhere in town where the food's not clean that day. And you cannot, you know, you cannot override necessarily with your prayer at the table, your disobedience, in being where you weren't supposed to be. And God is not, you see, we think, here's how we think, and it's not right. It's we think, well, you know, but I really do want to go there today, Lord. And you know, I, I have, I, you know, and we kind of override the things that are in our heart and go anyway, and then we expect God to protect us, but His protection for us is, is dependent upon our obedience to Him. His full protection is dependent upon our obedience. But a lot of Christians just think, oh, well, you know, but I want to go to Birmingham anyway. And so I'm just going to go because all the girls are going and, you know, and I just don't want to be embarrassed and I don't want to say no and I just don't want to say, you know, I'm not supposed to go. 
because that wouldn't be popular, would it? Okay, so that's, that's, those are things about being in God, not trusting in yourself, and not taking God for granted. Not taking God for granted. Uh, <clears throat> verse 3, back in Psalm 91, it says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Did you know that Satan lays traps for us? or his demon spirits try to lay traps for us. Not only traps to, to kill, steal, and destroy, but he also lays traps of um, uh, sin traps. He, has, he lays sin traps. That's impor it's important for us to pray for our spouses because the devil tries to lay sin traps. Amen. That's why in the, the Lord's Prayer, uh, it, Jesus said in the Lord's Prayer to pray, uh, Lord, deliver me from evil. Deliver us from evil. Hallelujah. Well, in the new birth, he did deliver us from the evil heart, the evil spirit, you know. So, but but now we need to be delivered from traps. There's traps out there. I know because I've had one set for me before at the workplace. I have. Hallelujah. But you know, it is true. You know, it says in the Amplified, I believe, that God always makes a way of escape. In the Amplified, it says a, a uh, what does it say, a, a landing place, a, a way out. And God made a way out for me. And I took it and got out of the trap. And this has been many, many, many years ago. But the, uh, God, but the devil laid a trap. And the devil will lay traps. So we pray for our spouses. We pray for our children because there's sin traps out there. Hallelujah. And the Bible says we're supposed to be delivered from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Noisome pestilence is plagues. The basic translation says wasting disease. That would be like cancer. That wastes away. Leprosy. Uh, any disease that causes your body to waste away. Uh, the good news says deadly disease. So we're to be delivered from noisome pestilence. Surely he delivers me. We need to say that. He's my refuge, my fortress. I am delivered in Jesus' name. He shall cover me with his feathers, and under his wings shall I trust. Now there we go back to that close relationship again. See, he's emphasizing this over and over, because if you're going to get under somebody's wing, you think about it, that's pretty close, isn't it? When you're under the feathers of some, uh, 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 if you get under the feathers of a big bird, you're close. You know, it's not talking about you standing out there and a little feather laying on top of your head. No, it's talking about walking up under the arm of God in that secret place, under his wings. And he says, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Going back to his word, his word abiding in me, his truth. His truth is what's going to protect you. It's going to be your shield. And, and in this connotation, it means a large shield. And the buckler means that it completely surrounds you. God's got your backside. You know, a shield mostly reminds us of just the front side. But the buckler, it's something that goes all the way around you. So we have to walk close to him with, uh, and, in, and close to his word and, and have a relationship with truth. Having a relationship with the word of God. Loving truth. A lot of people don't love truth. They don't want to hear it. A lot of Christians don't want to hear it. Especially, you know, if you want full protection, I guarantee you there's going to be some things you have to give up and get rid of. Because demon spirits cling to things that are of the devil. 
See, our mistake we make is we think there's more than two kingdoms. We think, well, there's God's kingdom, and then there's that demonic kingdom, you know, Satan worshipers and stuff. But we think, well, you know, some of this stuff over here, it's kind of just in the gray area. Well, I know it's not really God's stuff, but it's not really devil stuff. No, it's one or the other, folks. It came from one kingdom, and we need to say, okay, what is the source of this? What is the source of this? And I've been persecuted my whole spirit-filled life for being too, too, uh, too uh, strict on this, too, uh, too suspicious. Maybe they think I am. Uh, people think I am of. Of, 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 of things that I, but you know, I'm walking close to God and the closer you walk to him and the more you want to know truth, the more you'll see things and you'll say, ah, that ain't God. That is not God. Now I'm going to say this and pastor can bleep it off the tape and then you do what you want to because God did a work in me and you don't have to do what I like for me to love you to even enjoy you, to even, I mean, I am connected to you. You do not have to do what I like. So you make your own choices, but I can't, I can't stand the martial arts. I can't stand it because it has its roots in Eastern religion. It don't have its roots in Christianity. So you ask God. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. You say, oh, that's just gray. No, it's not. And you know, there's people. There's people that are having a hissy fit over Santa Claus and then going down and doing kunky foo. That's what our principal at our Christian school used to call it, kunky foo. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Santa Claus has his roots in Christianity. He was a saint that went about helping children. Yeah, and I know we've gotten him now where he's different than that, but he didn't have his roots in, in idolatry and foreign religions, weird religions, Hindu and all those. Okay, now that was all free. But you know, I wouldn't be a good pastor if I didn't tell you. Then you have to do with it what God leads you, but I don't want you to be ignorant. Amen? And these things affect our children, and it affects walking in the secret place and being not not drinking of the cup of devils, so that you don't have to let, so that de the devil doesn't have permission to put sickness and disease on your kids. So you can't do both. You can't go both places. And I, from the time I was spirit, spirit filled, it became so clear to me that I couldn't walk in both kingdoms. I was in Eastern Star. Pastor was a Mason and in Eastern Star. And boy, we got filled with the Spirit, and I, the eyes of our understanding became enlightened. And boy, we had, it wasn't popular in a town of 2,500 people to say, we're getting out, folks. We're getting out, and not only that, well, they said, we'll just keep you on the roll, and you can catch up on your dues or something. I don't remember. They told Pastor. It's like, no, take us off. Strike us from the record. Boy, and you know what? The sweetest little old Baptist and Methodist Christians was in the Eastern Star. Dear friends, dear friends, sweet people. On that level, those people aren't bad, but the roots of it. 
What do the roots of the Masons and the roots of the Eastern Star go back to? I guarantee you it's not good. When you go into the the place to be initiated, they take you into a room by yourself and the, the, that lady that's doing it says, do you believe in the existence of a supreme being? Well, right there, that tells you, yeah, Buddha. Everybody believes, all the religions believe in an existence of a supreme being, but a lot of people, that fools them. Oh, it's Christian, you know. Well, no, it's not. It's not. And so I realized I couldn't walk in both places. And so Pastor and I, we took drastic actions. I, you know, my Eastern Star plate, I broke it, you know. I had a gavel that couldn't be broken. It was made out of plex, a lucite or whatever. I mean, a beautiful gavel with a rose embedded in it. And Pastor took it to the farm and put it on the grinder. You know why? Because I'm renouncing that kingdom. I'm not going to walk there. And I think there's a reason that Colin was probably at the doctor maybe three times his whole life. And that was to get him sewed up every time. I was always having to get him sewed up. I don't know. I couldn't get that dash his foot against a stone thing. <laughs> but it was probably because he was being in disobedience, don't y'all think? Anyway, he's not here. We'll pick on him. But And Eric, I mean, you can count on... Three fingers, how many times he's at, he'd, he'd been, he went to the doctor when he lived under our house. And now we had challenges. And we had to overcome things, and we had to believe God. But, but you know, when you don't walk in both places, God honors that. It's not popular. On Halloween, I went to the public school. Well, I didn't go to the public school. I just went, I just didn't let him go to school on Halloween day. We just missed that day every year. We just didn't go. We went to Lubbock and, you know, until he got out of elementary and they quit having Halloween parties. But I just wasn't going to, we just weren't going to do that. Now you do what you think. But that's what, that was my conviction of my heart. Hallelujah. But I will tell you, if you play with this stuff, you'll get blinded to it, and you know you'll, you won't see it. You won't be able to see it. You won't be able to see in, in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. You won't be able to see when things aren't right. You'll be blinded to things you really want to see. Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> we guarded our kids really careful. Because they were precious to us. And we prized them. And we said, you know, making a, we can't be men pleasers. You can't be about making your kid's teacher happy. If you're going to be a men pleaser, you're going to be a God despiser. You're not, he's not going to be pleased with you because you're not going to please him. Amen? So that's what it's about. Because we don't want to have any plague, any pestilence. Uh, and truth. See, it's all about truth. Okay, are you going to have a relationship with truth? Or do you want it to just be, well, I want to be a Christian, God, and I want to prosper, and I want all your blessings, and yes, I want my family walk in health. But God don't require anything of me. Well, that's not how it works, folks. That is not how it works. Another thing, you know, we got filled with the Spirit. And I quit, had to quit watching soap operas. 
Me and Pastor was addicted to days of our lives. No, he was too. Don't let him kid you. <laughs> he came from the farm and we had lunch and he, I made him strip off the backyard because he was covered in red mud. And he had to go to the backyard and take his clothes off. And he came in there and ate lunch and laid down in front of the TV and watched days of our lives. And God delivered us because I was going to name Colin after Julie on days of our lives. He was, he, I was, and he, thank God he was a boy. I'd had to change his name, wouldn't I? No. Her name, her name, whatever. Thank you, Jesus. No, but you know, boy, as soon as we got filled with the Spirit, and I like what Miss Gloria says. If you don't want it in your life, you aren't supposed to be watching it. That's what Miss Gloria said. I didn't say that. So write her letters. <laughs> okay. Now, thou shalt not be afraid. There's our commandment, verse 5. For the... Oh, is it 8.25? I'm having so much fun. I just first time I looked at the clock. Okay. Well, I thought I was going to get all of Psalm 91 done tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Well, okay, let's stand up together. And let's make the, we got to do this. We got, at least got to say this together. Open your Bible to Psalm 91 and stand up. Let's make the, this confession. Let's say it together. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ready? Okay, y'all, I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of you, Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God, in you will I trust. Surely you shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You cover me with your feathers, and under your wings shall I trust. Your truth is my shield and buckler. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand might fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation, there shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For the Lord gives his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. They bear me up in their hands. I do not dash my foot against a stone. I tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon I trample underfoot. Because I have set my love upon you, therefore you deliver me. You set me on high because I have known your name. I call upon you and you answer me. You are with me in trouble. You deliver me and honor me. And with long life, you satisfy me and show me your salvation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.